This episode is sponsored by our friends at Fujifilm North America. Their X-Series digital cameras and lenses may just give you that creative edge you're looking for in your portraits and events. You'll find everything from 40 megapixel image quality to 40 frames per second bursts, plus unique in-camera film simulation modes and effortless usability. Click the link in the episode description to find the full range. There has never been a better time to invest in your passion, so make sure to click the link. Hey there, it's Nikki Klosser, and I want to let you know about an awesome free giveaway for people on our email list. If you haven't already, click the link in our podcast description or go to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up to get on the list. If you sign up, you'll get a free posing 101 PDF to jumpstart things. It's an epic PDF, so you'll definitely want to get this. Also, just by being in our email community, you'll get deals, sales, and information about any of our upcoming events and activities. So head over to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up and sign up today. This is the Portrait System Podcast, a show that helps portrait photographers and people hoping to become one navigate the world of photography, business, money, and so much more. We totally keep it real. We share stories about the incredible ups and the very difficult downs when running a photography business. I'm your host, Nikki Klosser, and the point of this podcast is for you to learn actionable steps that you can take to grow your own business and also to feel inspired and empowered by the stories you hear. This week's Clubhouse guest with Ashley Taylor and Kevin Conde is Kate Stiles. You might actually remember Kate from our first $1,000 sales episode, and Kate is back to chat with you about her growth since that episode, her marketing, her black and white style, and also about her money blocks. This is a great episode with some awesome questions from the audience, and thank you again to our hosts, Ashley and Kevin, and here they are with Kate. Welcome, everyone, to the Portrait System Podcast, Clubhouse Edition. My name is Kevin Conde, and I'm here with my co-host, Ashley Taylor. If you are not familiar with the Portrait System, we are a portrait photography podcast that is powered by Sue Bryce Education. Nikki Klosser hosts our regular Monday episodes, and Ashley and I co-host our Clubhouse Edition, which is live here on the Clubhouse app every Friday at noon Pacific. And then our episodes are released on Thursdays. You can tune in on your favorite podcast app by searching for the portrait system. And Ashley, how are you today? I'm great, Kevin. I am so excited to be here co-hosting our chat again with you today. And I'm so excited to introduce our guest for today, Kate Stiles. Kate is a Virginia-based portrait photographer. Welcome, Kate. Hi, thank you. I'm so excited to be here, guys. Welcome to the podcast, Kate. Uh, Ashley and I are super excited to have you on today. Um, when we look for guests, we want to go ahead and look for people that are within the Sue Bryce community that are killing the game. Um, so you had left a voicemail that became part of Nikki Kloster's main portrait system podcast, where you talked about making your first uh, $1,000 plus sale. Um, yes. Yes. I remember that so clearly, too. Isn't that funny? <laughs> <laughs> now, if I may, uh, you found Sue, you learned the content. And you moved into in-person sales in 2019. Since then, you went from a spare bedroom in your home to your garage, to a commercial studio in 2020, to signing a new lease on an upgraded studio that you're going to be going into this September. Yeah, that is exactly right. (laughs) (laughs) You have three associate photographers. And last year, as of August 2020, you were booked for the remainder of the year finishing with 98 sessions during a pandemic. 
Oh, and yeah. That's you're, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and you're currently seven months pregnant now with two little ones at home. Yep. That is 100% my life right now. <laughs> that wow. Is wow. You must be exhausted. <laughs> you know, I definitely say running your own business full time and having little babies at home is not for the uh, not for the weak. That is for it's sure. <laughs> not for the faint at heart at all. Jeez, that is very impressive. Um, Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get into everything, I want to go ahead and with all that information that I just spit out, let's go ahead and just kind of talk about your numbers that you've been having. Um, so let's just start off. How many shoots are you currently doing a month uh, for yourself and for your studio? I know you have the associates photographers as well. How many are you doing and how many are they doing? Yeah, absolutely. So I shoot between eight and 10 sessions a month. Um, and my associate photographers each have their own niche that they focus in. And each of them usually book one to two a month. Oh, okay. So it's kind of, it's a smaller, Okay. All right. How about what are you doing average? What is your average sale per session? I have a $2,800 average sale per session. That is all right, <laughs> That is awesome. That is amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I love it. 2020 during the pandemic, 100% shaped my business to what it is now. <laughs> Yeah, Why that, do you think that that was like, uh, we're, uh, you know, it was a harder year for them. Why do you think that that year was so game changing for you? So for me, um, my husband actually got laid off during all of it. And at that time, my husband and I were kind of making the same amount. And it was one of those, either I have to make it or break it at this point. Like I don't have a choice. <laughs> It was, I have to pay the bills with this money and get this business rolling how I want it or we're not going to make ends meet. I love that determination because sometimes that can be like motivational to fear, but sometimes it can be crippling almost to have that kind of pressure. So I love that for you, you turned it into a big motivational factor. Yeah, absolutely. And truly... I am so thankful my husband was 100% supportive on, look, babe, you love this. You're nailing it. Just go for it. And in the middle of the pandemic, I went and signed like a commercial space. <laughs> People oh my like, think that's crazy. But was it a better deal? Because I assume a lot of places were, you know, moving out of their spaces. And I, I don't even know if it was a better deal or not, but I just knew for me when I was expecting these prices from my clients and inviting them into my two car garage, I was like, okay, this can't keep happening. I need to find a space where it has air conditioning and a toilet. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> people that coming, makes sense. <laughs> yeah. People coming into my garage, which had like two AC units in the windows and they would have to like trip over my children and goldfish to get to the. To- oh, okay. so sorry. My uh, okay. <laughs> mom life. I'm leaving for Boston in an hour. So I have both my kids with me right now. Thank you. There you go. That's okay. No um, worries. So let's back up and can you kind of give us a breakdown of your pricing and your packages? Because I know that that's a big question that a lot of people have is how to price themselves, how to get that average sale to 2800 because obviously your prices have to lead people towards spending that much money. Yeah, absolutely. So this year, my session fee is $450. 
Um, that includes the makeover and the photo session itself with three to five wardrobe changes. And then on top of that, they actually have a $250 print credit to spend on any collection that they would like. It does not apply to a la carte. Okay. Um, Got so you're it. forcing them to basically, but you're, you're incentivizing them to move in that higher direction, which then creates a, a greater sale for you. Yes, exactly. So you have this $200, $250 print credit and you can spend it towards any collection that they want. My collections start at a thousand. Um, my middle collection is 2,100 and my top is 3,200 and that's before they apply the print credit. Okay. So really it's $250 less than whatever those prices are. Correct. Exactly. And everyone always seems to forget that. Until they come into the reveal, and I'm like, remember, you have $250 to spend on any of these collections. And all of a sudden, that $3,200 comes down to $2,950. And they're like, oh. <laughs> so, so that top so you, sounds really nice. So with such a high average, by the sound of it, most people are already hitting that highest package? Yes. I, yeah, most of the time. I, ver- I think I've sold my bottom collection maybe three times this year. <laughs> wow. It's not very often. So they usually always either take the middle or the top. What does the bottom one include? Like how do you essentially de-incentivize people to buy the bottom package? So the bottom package comes with eight images. Um, and because I mainly specialize in boudoir, I offer albums and it comes with eight images in an album. But when they come into my reveals, they're looking at 60 60 or so images to choose from. And that's a lot. Yeah. Hard to whittle it down. Yeah. Yes. And it's interesting that you mentioned that because we've had uh, several guests on in the last few weeks. And a lot of them have actually mentioned showing more than the standard 20 to 25 images and saying that by showing a lot in this like kind of 50 to 100 range obviously every person is different but uh doing that they're getting these higher sales because they're just showing so many great images yeah um essentially i when i first started doing this with boudoir i was showing my clients like 110 images which is exhausting and for me, I know, noticed one of the things, especially in 2021, one of my goals was to really start working on my editing skills um, and fine-tuning the skin textures with frequency separation, et cetera. And doing that for 110 images is absolutely mind-blowing. <laughs> so you're retouching every single image 110? I was, yes, in 2020. Now, in 2021, wow. I usually show my clients anywhere between 45 to 60 images. And you are retouching wow. those, if that, if I'm understanding that correctly. Yes, yep. I retouch almost everything. I was outsourcing for a little while, um, but my goal has actually been to teach my studio manager to start retouching for me so she can take that on. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, um. When we, when Kevin and I like hear about growth like this in someone's story, like a really fast transformation, because 2019 is only two years ago, um, we always want to like wonder if, you know, if you had any money blocks that you've dealt with and um, how were you just so easily able to grow in such a quick amount of time? Oh my gosh, money blocks. I could talk about money all day. <laughs> and I joke about this all the time. I love talking with people about money and money in their business because 
if we are if we would stop being so fearful about talking about money, we would make more money. <laughs> so one of the big things I talk about um, to people that ask me questions about money, I grew up in a very like normal family, but I had a lot of siblings. My parents made decent money, but there wasn't a ton to go around because I was one of four siblings and we all did extracurricular activities. Um, so there wasn't a lot of money to go around. So one of the biggest blocks that I came into starting this was, well, how am I supposed to ask for money? Like they have other things that they have to take care of. They probably have bills to pay, but then recognizing that I am very worth what I'm charging. Number one and two repeating numbers out loud is a hundred percent that confirmation of this is my business that I am who I am. And I always, 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 always tell any other business owners, you need to repeat your prices out loud. It's the best thing you can do. I a hundred percent agree with that. When I um, first started, that was like the main thing I did was look in the mirror, say my prices. I also had an accountability um, like partner and we would call each other and do like fake phone calls with each other and say our prices to each other. And it just made it so much less scary um, to practice like that instead of just saying it cold to customers as they would call. Yes, absolutely. And that's just like one of a handful that I know I had to work through. but like you said, just talking about those numbers out loud over and over. I love the fact that you did it with a friend. I never thought of that. That's awesome. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, it was it was a really powerful experience. That is awesome. Hey, yes. Can, can you go a little bit deeper into the, you talk about money, you have the ability to make more money than after that. Is it just a matter of talking about prices and being able to get comfortable? Or is there more to that? I definitely, there's definitely more to that. I feel like money is kind of like an onion. Like you have to peel back the layers as you go. And one of the cool things, this sound really funny. I actually used to be a counselor for kids. And one of the things that you go through is all the counseling and the therapy and learning about money blocks and then applying it to what I learned from therapy was like mind blowing. (laughs) So like learning, you know, your parents like ingrain these things into your head that you're so unaware of because you're so little and then you're practicing them as an adult because that's all you know and recognizing where those need to break away in order for your business to grow. So what was your biggest money block and how did you overcome it? Um, Mine was the fear of asking for money because my parents did not have a ton of money growing up. We had just enough to get by. And so for me, reaching that $1,000 goal was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm about to ask this lady for $1,000 for her pictures. And I know that they're beautiful, but she has kids at home. She has a house to pay for. And all of a sudden breaking through that barrier was mind blowing for me. But again, it was a matter of practicing out loud my money. And two, when you're in that reveal sale room, you have to be quiet. You have no clue what that client is thinking right now. They could be sitting there thinking like, oh my gosh, let me transfer this money out of my savings account. I can put half of that on a credit card. You have no clue what they're thinking. So you just have to shut your mind off and accept the money that's flowing into your business. I love that. So what about money leaks? Because those are different than money blocks, obviously, but they can (laughs) still take a huge toll on our business. Did you have any money leaks that you needed to fill up? 
plug up? Um, you know, I, I'm sure there's some that I'm not thinking of at the moment. Um, I have to say when I first started my business full time, my dot, I just had my daughter at the end of 2018. I had already been doing, you know, shoot and burn for a while, but it was like, okay, this is my business. I need to make money in this. I had $15,000 in credit card debt. <laughs> like it was absolutely insane. And so money leaks for me didn't necessarily come because there wasn't time to have leaks yet. I'm actually at a point now in my business that I'm really having to fine tune where I'm spending my money. You know, is this money right here going to make my business grow or am I just spending it because I want to? I totally hear that. I mean, one thing that Sue always talks about in her money leaks videos is like that question of what makes the ship go faster. But I know for myself, like I can kind of justify things making the ship go faster even if they um they don't (laughs) like for example I could say oh I need this gown or these angel wings because then everyone's gonna want to you know book me to shoot in them and that's kind of true but it's also like kind of not when you're spending way too much money on wardrobe which was something I needed to correct a couple years ago so did you have any like you know tendencies like that that you've noticed with yourself Um, sometimes yes. As far as I love purchasing my own work to put on my studio walls. (laughs) Does that sound crazy? Like studio (laughs) samples. I mean, that that (laughs) makes the ship go faster, right? That's exactly how I feel. I just, I mean, that's how you justify it, right? That's (laughs) you buy the print, then you can show it off. That's why, oh, you know, I'll spend for this print. Might as well. That's exactly how I feel. And it's so funny because I had to truly sit down and talk with myself. I'm moving into this new beautiful studio space and I have all this wall space. I was like, do I really need to spend $1,000 on framed wall art? Yes. Yes, you do. (laughs) I I did. I'm not going to lie. I totally did. (laughs) I mean, for myself, like even just today, there was like a course for something, um, for like retouching today and I was like do I need this do I need that I'm like well I'm digging deeper into retouching so I was like you know what we had previous guests that say that investing in your education is worth it so I was like okay okay it's pricey (laughs) it's pricey but oh god where's my credit card at purchase (laughs) add to cart add to cart exactly I think that's the hardest thing is like I mean, I always think education is like the best investment because it will always, um, I mean, you can almost always take something to grow from out of that and, and self-development. I think those are really valuable, but at the same time, it can be hard to know, like, what is the, the thing you need, like the most in this exact moment? And like, I've been in business for over 10 years and I still struggle at the end of the year, like there will still be purchases that I made that I was like, ah, that wasn't, that wasn't the smartest. (laughs) I probably could have like used some self control over that. So like money leaks is still, still a powerful one for me. (laughs) So Kate, what advice, if you can go back, would you give to yourself about dealing with your own money blocks and how, you know, how you can go ahead and getting over that hurdle? So you're going to laugh and this sounds very funny, but forgiving your parents for ingraining it in you when you were younger and like recognizing they didn't know any better. I know that sounds so like simple and like, really? 
but just forgiving no, them for doing that. <laughs> it's some of the simplest, like, as you say, the simplest information that is sometimes just the most impactful because it's yeah. sitting right there in front of you. Like, you know, oh, forgive your parents. But when you really think about that bit of information and like understanding that they are, you know, they probably did their best uh, by teaching you certain things, but by, you know, they might've done it incorrectly, but, yes. yeah, but exactly. letting exactly. that go gives you the opportunity to then move forward and not having it be an anchor for, yes. for your future business self. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. That's <laughs> Thanks. I'm glad that, that you got that golden nugget. I'm telling you, had it not been for the money blocks and then the therapy, I would have never thought to put two and two together. But since moving through that, it just opens the doors, like you said, for just incredible opportunities. I also wanted to ask you about, I mean, you've, you've had so much tremendous success in sh- such a short period of time. And I know that like when I've hit new levels in my business. Um, I think it was Sue who said this to me once, like new level, new devil, where like yes. you hit this new level and you have all this like, you know, former you would be so proud of all the success you're having. But now at this new level, you're kind of like faced with, sometimes it's almost like the, um, a version of the same problem, but it's like per- showing up in a new way or maybe it's a new problem altogether. So I was just wondering if you've experienced this new level, new devil, and how you've dealt with some of potentially the new blocks or issues or fear that you've come up against as you've grown. Oh my gosh. Yes. Another level, another devil is 100% accurate. So it's definitely one of those things. My next level, the first one I can really think of is getting an accountant and making sure my I was charging sales taxes correctly, what I was supposed to be charging sales taxes on and paying those quarterly taxes. Like that was a huge level. <laughs> is, that, is that something that you did like right off the bat or did you feel like you needed to gain momentum with your business, get a few clients under your belt um, before you decided to jump into an accounting or it was like, boom, I don't want to do this myself. Someone else do it for me. No. So I went and got an accountant when I finally was getting close to hitting six figures in my business because it was like, I don't want the IRS and coming and knocking on my door because I messed up on accident. Um, so I that definitely had some momentum going before I got one. And before you were, was, was it you were doing it? Were you putting all that information into a, into like a CRM or QuickBooks or were you having someone else like an associate do it for you? Nope. So I did everything. I use HoneyBook. I'm sure you guys have heard of it for my CRM. And then I also can integrate it with my QuickBook. So I have both of those and that was really, really helpful. I'm so sorry. My two-year-old is just not having it right now. (laughs) (laughs) No worries. So I was wondering, what advice could you give new photographers? I know you talked a little bit about saying their prices out loud, but beyond that, what advice could you give photographers who are just kind of delving into money blocks about how to discover like what their blocks might be and then how to push past them? Definitely first starting out other than just repeating your prices is truly diving in like feet first. There is, there's no, I can't, I don't know exactly how to say this, but there's really no wrong way to do something and you're going going to figure out those bumps as you go, but you're never going to figure out those bumps until you start them. And then you'll start getting into it. You'll be like, oh, this actually doesn't quite work how I was hoping. 
I need to go ahead and get this fixed. Um, but just dive in feet first and then you'll start to like unravel those blocks. That is really helpful. Do you think that like people can journal or like, like how, you know, how, what kind of tangible activities can people do to like kind of process through what they're experiencing when they're stuck? If you are an introvert, I definitely recommend journaling, um, writing things down, talking about things. I am 100% an extrovert and I'm very thankful I have a smaller masterminds group here in the Richmond, Virginia area. Um, and just narrowing down with one person to be, Hey, like, this is what I'm dealing with right now. Can you talk with me through this so I can understand it better? Because for me, hearing things out loud and hearing myself talk about them and using a good entrepreneur friend as a sounding board is more beneficial for me. I totally get that. I think that like talking out loud to process things is really powerful. I also like journaling, but I find that they're like two different ways of processing through a problem. And then I also agree that like having a group of local business owners that you can soundboard off is incredibly powerful way to realize like, hey, there might be an easier way out of this problem than I see right now, or the answer might be right in front of me. Because sometimes I feel like we're really great at solving other people's problems, but our own problems seem too big for us. Yes, so exactly. having like someone else. Exactly. <laughs> That's so funny. And the people around you, you just got to be sure that they're willing to tell you it like it is. Um, like through the, S- the Sue Bright's Education Facebook group, I've created my own uh, accountability group and there's times where I'm all like I'm trying to get through or I'm trying to kind of give an excuse and they're like nope Kevin this is how it got to be this is what you're doing you're doing this incorrectly you're you know you're you're scared of this yes you know, absolutely okay you're right <laughs> stop it yes. <laughs> have those people that are going to call you out on your bluff have those exactly. people I agree and the SBE members group is such a, like a fantastic community because I really do think everyone in there does hold each other so accountable and there's so many inspirational stories of success. I know in the last few days there have been a flurry of people who have already hit over 100k in sales just this year and we're only in July and I always find stories like that so impressive in the group and just it helps me stay motivated and accountable as well. Yes I love reading those success stories just because I remember my own and it's just, I love seeing other people succeed and what they're doing and you can just feed off of that motivation and excitement. Totally. Um, so we have reached that great point in the conversation where we can open it up to audience questions. So just a reminder, if you are listening and you have a question, hit the hand button in the lower right hand corner of the screen and we can bring you up on stage so you can ask your question to Kate or also myself and Kevin if you want. Um, We always really love when you all engage. It just makes the conversations that much more powerful. So don't be shy and don't wait till the last second because some of you have a a habit of doing that and we want to get your questions (laughs) while there's time. (laughs) Um, Why don't we transition into talking a little bit about marketing? Um, So when you were first starting out, what what was the way that you attracted your very first clients? Because I think that that is something that people really struggle with is just getting those first few people to get that momentum to get going. 
Um, so I will be frank. I did do the shoot and burn for a couple of years before. So I did kind of have that baseline clientele. Um, but when you first start sharing what you're doing on social media is 100% the driving key that worked for me. Um, because I was fresh out of high school and I had all these friends in college and we wanted to go out and take pictures and have fun. My work was extremely just like this girl got a little shoot and burn or point and shoot camera. Didn't really know quite how to work it, but we were working with the ISO anyway. Um, but then as you just get so excited, you grow. And then when I found Sue Bryce and was like, oh my gosh, this is the work that I know I need to be creating. It was model call after model call of like those clients that had already spent, you know, some money with me and me practicing lighting and posing and speaking um, and like guiding people into the poses was huge. And every time I had a session, it went and got posted on social media every single time. So I love that you um, said that, you know, your first people were from your shoot and burn days because a huge question that gets asked in the group a lot is like, oh, what, but I'm raising my prices and I'm changing my business model and I can't possibly go back to my old clientele and tell them that now it's going to cost $1,000 or $1,500 or whatever. Um, so can you talk a little more specifically about how you approached them and re-educated your clients into your new pricing and how you were doing things? And I mean, maybe I'm not sure if you, I assume you charged a little from the model calls based on what it sounded like, but if you could just explain a little bit more detail. Yeah, absolutely. For me, I did not charge for the model calls because I specifically reached out to clients that I had had in the past that had invested money with me. And you know, it was probably like $200. It's like, Hey, I'm changing my business model. I loved working with you. I'd love if you would just come in and be a body for me to practice on. And I'm happy to um, let you purchase any images that you love. Now, at the time, I think I was charging like $60 an image when I first started my IPS. Because again, you're just testing out the bumps in the road to see how you feel about things, how you want to run things. Um, And I remember the very first client I brought in um, spent about $500 on her pictures afterwards. And I was like, wow, okay, like this is going to go somewhere. (laughs) But don't be afraid to reach out to your past clients. If they turn you down, they just simply turn you down. And what do you hear? Like 10 no's to get that one yes that the people are going to spend money for you. And at the end of the day, even if they don't buy any of their portraits, especially if you're portfolio building, you have just done yourself a huge favor by learning on this person's body they let you photograph on them, and then you can use their images, again, to hopefully share on social media and attract potential clients that you really do want to shoot. So you would take the images from those basic, basically those portfolio shoots and then remarket them where and how? Um, mainly on social media. Um, <clears throat> Facebook is huge for me, um, as well as Instagram. And then I'm very thankful for the fact that my sister's um, are also, uh, professional dancers. And so they had a lot of networking that they could do with me. And so they sent me a lot of clients, but 100% posting on social media constantly, you're going to feel like a robot over and over and over again, repeating yourself, but it's what attracts clients to you. And I think the new thing I've read now is that clients or people have to see things 20 times now before they will commit to something 20 times. (laughs) 
That's yeah, incredible. it used to be wow. seven. That's what the number used to be. And now it's like 20 times. Like people really need that repetition to for it to sink in in terms yes. of what you do. And it's I think the more distracted people get with phone, social media, shorter attention spans, it's almost like you have to get in front of them even more regularly <laughs> to yes, stay on top absolutely. of their mind. Absolutely. And I'm at a point, at least when I first started, it was like this. Now I'm at a point in my business where 90% of my clients are client referrals. Um, And so the posting on social media is just kind of like my icing on the cake. All of my clients kind of do my marketing for me. It's amazing. It's incredible. So one one of the things I was going to point out is like, you're saying you're you're posting images and you feel like it's, you know, getting monotonous and, and your clients are seeing it. But the thing is not everyone that follows you is on at the exact same time and not seeing the exact same content that you previously posted before. So what do you think is like the seventh image uh, that looks the same as the previous six, the person that might potentially be buying from you is seeing it for the first time. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And also Kevin, they might not even remember that they've seen, like maybe they aren't seeing it for the first time, but if it was five days ago that they saw an image from that shoot, they may not really remember. Sure, you know, that's people a good point. don't have that. Think about all the information that we all get every single day on mm-hmm. the internet, and we just don't have the capacity to hold all of it in our brains. But I think as business owners, I mean, everyone is a little self interested or self obsessed. So we all think, you know, everyone's paying so much attention to us, but the reality is they have that they so are. Much yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's true. It's so true. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you, Kate, about the referrals because I think it's so amazing that 90% of your clients are coming from referrals now. Are you doing anything to educate or incentivize your clients to refer you business? Yes. Um, this is probably the most golden pivot point of my business. And I tell people all the time that are kind of They've been in business for a while and they're like, wow, I'm not getting any inquiries. I'm like, you need to educate your clients on how to market for you. It's going to take a load off. Um, So my clients actually get a, this is the Care Marie method. Um, I'll tell you a little bit about it. (laughs) But then my clients actually get a gift voucher on a picture of themselves that they can give out to all of their friends and family. So they can post this on social media. They can text it to their friends. I don't care what they do with that gift voucher. But if they have a friend that wants to come book, they get $100 off their session fee. Um, and in return, I gift my clients with you know an extra print on whatever collection they choose or you know um, just little gifts like that that they absolutely love. I had one client in 2020 send me 10 clients. <laughs> and so I actually gifted her with a smaller um, portrait session, just like a smaller mini session as just a thank you because that client just sent me probably about, you know, $10,000. And you'll always know what client it was who referred them because they're using their own image. Yes, which, which exactly. incentivizes <laughs> them to be like, look, my image, use my image. Oh, that is yeah. brilliant. Yes, I love it. So I get emails all the time with a screenshot of, hey, so-and-so sent me to you and they send me like a little screenshot of the hurt the client's image. It's so much fun. I love it. <laughs> I love that. And I know you also have a VIP group and that topic has come up 
so much in our um, clubhouse chats and it's also one that we continue to get um, questions about from listeners and from uh, the members in the Facebook group about like how do you you know how do you get engagement because I think a lot of people start a Facebook group and it's kind of crickets and they're like I don't you know they're just struggling and they're like I hear this works for other people but it's not really working for me so can you talk a little bit about how you do your Facebook group? Yeah, I actually did not start my Facebook group until like maybe the beginning of this year. And truly one of my other entrepreneur friends was like, Kate, I cannot believe that you don't have one of these yet. Like you are so booming. You need to give a place for your clients to go and brag about themselves. Um, And so one of the things that I started doing was I put together a Facebook group and um, everyone likes to do giveaways, which I do sometimes. But a lot of times what I like to do is offer the champagne parties. Um, or like right now I am offering smaller intimate sessions for a grand opening at my new studio in September, which has everyone like freaking out. (laughs) They're so excited, but talking with people in the group. And then on top of it, my associates also interact in that group and chat when I tend to get a little bit more busy and for not necessarily forget, but I just don't have time to go and post in the group. They will go and post things in the group um, and keeping things on brand for you. Uh, For me, my boudoir is not very sexualized. Um, It's very much more intimate, more portrait-like. And so I make sure my clients keep everything boss babe-like. A lot of the boudoir groups, which there's nothing wrong with this. Please don't think I'm frowning upon it. Um, They post a lot of those sexual jokes, which is totally awesome. It's hysterical but it's just not on brand for me. So keeping things on brand is very important for me. I love that. I think that's really important. Um, And is your group 600 plus members? It is, yes. And And you've only started started in the beginning of the year? Maybe. It might have been like four or five months ago, yeah. And I have 600 members right now. (laughs) And so how are you getting people like, that seems like a lot of growth in a short amount of time. So how are you getting people to be excited to join and how are they finding the group and how are people coming into it? Yeah. So right now, this is like the second time I've done a giveaway in the group and there's two things going on for the month of July. The first one is for the number one uh, person to invite the most female friends. Um, so they can go on their group and invite all of their female or on their or personal or individual Facebook, invite all of their female friends. Um, and then the second person to win also a gift uh, gift voucher towards the session um, is who's going to interact the most um, in the group. And so it has everyone scrambling to add their friends. They're also talking to one another because they want to have the most uh, interactions to get that gift voucher. And it's very, very fun to watch. <laughs> well, that's funny. Uh, is there... You're saying keeping it on brand, though. Are you? Is there anyone monitoring that from from those people that are like, oh, I want to, I want to talk, I want to be known as a person that is communicating with everyone? Is there anything keeping them from just saying like, hi, and that's it, or as opposed to quality content, or is is that not something that you're looking at? Just you want people to interact. Um. So I did start when I started. I started this about two months ago. I started doing an ambassador program, um, which is where I actually picked past clients that I absolutely just fell in love with. They were incredible to work with. 
They are very active on social media. They usually referred me at least one client um, and also keeping a very diverse portfolio. So I have four ambassadors technically, and my group on Facebook is the Goddess Lounge. (laughs) So they're known as the Goddess Ambassadors, and they each get a mini portrait session. And we sit down and actually chat about my brand and what it means to me and what I am asking and requesting of them in return. And so the rules for my ambassadors were very, very simple. I let them know about my brand, what's important to me, keeping it very boss babe-like, strong female um, bosses, anything like that. Um, Magazines, makeup, I'm all about it. They got one mini session on me because what I wanted them to do was go in the group and post their own images. I want you to show off like these gorgeous pictures of yourself in this group. And then the other requirement was they were required to book their own session within six months, which they all did. Um, and all of them have done a, an incredible job. I am so like thankful for them. And they only post in there like once a week. And if they see clients that are like, oh, I really want to do this, but I'm not sure. Usually somebody jumps on it. It's like, girl, you've got to get on this. Like you will do incredible. <laughs> That's awesome. You have so so you have four four women that are just helping sell uh, your business within your Facebook group. That's awesome. Yep, yep, exactly. It's been wonderful. And again, I didn't just like go out and pick random people. These were clients that had been with me at least within the past twelve months. And you just connect with these people almost to a point where you're like, okay, we're friends now. I can't not part with you. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I am just obsessed with this goddess ambassador thing that you've talked about. And I would like to know if you would ever cap the amount of ambassadors that you would have. Um, probably just, it might depend in years come for right now. Definitely. I have four and I love keeping it at four and they're only on a six month contract with me. Um, so after that they can decide to stay with me or part ways, which is totally up to them and what's going on in their life. I don't know if I could probably do about 10, but I feel like keeping up with 10 women is a lot because I want to make sure that they know how much I care about them and how thankful I am for them. (laughs) So that would probably be my cap. That makes a lot of sense. And um, you said that you have a contract with them. So so you actually like formalize this because I think this is really important. And sometimes um, even with something as simple as like just model shoots or model calls, photographers forget to get in writing the verbal agreement that two people have. And then all of a sudden down the road, you know, the client or model or whoever kind of changes their mind about how they want the images to be used or whatever. And I, we, I see this post come up in that realm a lot in the members only group. So could you talk a little bit about like formalizing it and how you go over it in a way that it's not intimidating, but it's just very much setting your boundaries? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I have them actually sign a legit contract. They get the contract. So what happens is I put out an application that they can apply to be um, one of the goddess ambassadors. And then when I feel when someone's application comes in, I've looked at their social media. I'm like, yes, this is who I want. This is who you know, I feel like would represent my brand very well. I bring them in and they get an email saying that they've been accepted as well as the rules. Um, and my rules are not super heavy, but it's enough that says, Hey, look, you know, I'm a portrait photographer. It does not mean you get to go and 
shoot with other photographers and share their work for at least the next six months. I would love for you to just solely focus on helping me with my business. And here's what I'd like to do for you in return. Um, and then they, we book their mini session where they come in, you know, they get 10 to 15 images where they get to share them on their social media, share them in the goddess lounge. Um, and when we do their mini session, we then actually go over the contract again. I make sure they don't have any questions or concerns. Um, and then they actually go ahead and sign it on my, um, on my honey book. They get it right there. That's awesome. That's so official. And I really like that about it because <laughs> I think a lot of people just forget to take that step and really formalize it. And then, um, and then when those boundaries get crossed, it's a whole sticky situation that could have been like solved by just upfront, like kind of preempting everything with just formalizing an agreement. Yes, absolutely. I can't, right now I haven't had anybody cross the line or do anything they haven't supposed to. So I can't say I've had any bad things happen yet. Thank goodness. Let's knock on wood. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And also, of course, it's picking people who you really have a good feeling about. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So, Kate, I wanted to ask you, you brought up the topic of mini sessions with your uh, goddess ambassadors uh, and other past clients. Uh, normally within Sue Bryce community, she doesn't advise photographers to do mini sessions, yes. but that's because <laughs> photographers will do them so they can charge less, not be scared and not receive, uh, what their artwork is worth. Yes. But yep. I've seen that you do white sheet sessions I and I, believe I saw you working on wings. So kind of tell me yes. how, how have these, uh, mini sessions worked out for you? So the mini sessions for the wings was probably the beginning of 2020. I actually do not like using my wings anymore. Um, that was solely, so I actually made my own wings. You guys will laugh um, because I'm a penny pincher. I literally ordered all my own ostrich feathers, my fabrics, everything and made my wings. Um, and it was truly to get people in the door to pay for those wing coverages and again practice my IPS and this was before the pandemic even started last year. Um now I offer mini sessions two times a year and I offer white sheet mini sessions. Um I absolutely love doing this and I hate calling them mini sessions but everyone just knows what they are. I try to use the words intimate sessions. Um okay. <laughs> but everyone knows what a mini is. Um, and the white sheet for me, so they come in, they pay just a smaller session fee. They have 30 to 45 minutes in the studio. And it actually still is an IPS reveal. But the collections are smaller because they're not looking as many images. So typically, on average, my clients for a mini session spend $700. And if you can imagine putting four of those together in one day, that's actually not too bad. But again, I know that's something that I love doing because white sheets are universal on every woman's body and everyone actually feels really comfortable because you've got something pressed against your skin. <laughs> okay. So are you not including hair and makeup in the um, white sheet, the mini sessions? They come in and they get a, uh, um, we call it eyes, lips, and cheeks sometimes for the white sheets. So they'll come in with their hair already curled and I'll have a hair and makeup artist touch up. Um, eyes, lips, and cheeks, and then they go on into the portrait session. And that, like the hair, the makeup takes like fifteen to twenty minutes. Um, okay. But again, I love doing the white sheets. Like th those two years, like near and dear to my heart. I'm not sure why, but I just love them. 
Do you find that it's like a good like kind of sampler offer where someone's able to come in, sample your services at a lower price point, and then like it's like, oh, I need this again, but I need it with all the fabulous outfits. Yes. I literally had a client at the end of her mini session book herself a full boudoir session. She was like, I, I need to come back in here and do this again. And I actually just shot her two weeks ago. And she was like, I'm already buying the top package. You can just bill me for it. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Did you do anything to like incentivize the mini session people to um, coming back? Like, do they get any special maybe deal? Or? Um, no special deals. But I do have to say, from the very beginning that they walk in the door, my goal is to plant the seed in their head for them to come back. So I usually make comments like, girl, I can't believe you gave me this amount of time to work with you. Like, you're so gorgeous. Why are you doing this to me? I need to photograph you again. I could see you in this. And like, I'll pull things out of my wardrobe and we'll oh, talk smart. about how they want to be photographed. Um, and truly, most of the time, either my clients book a full session after that or they're a client that I've shot previously in the year and they're just looking to do like an extra little something for themselves for Christmas. And they come in and do the white sheets because I actually only offer white sheet minis for Christmas and for Valentine's Day. <laughs> oh, okay. So they're kind of actually close together in a way in the year because yeah. Christmas and Valentine's Day are like annoyingly close together in my opinion. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, and like everyone wants that excuse of, oh, let me like gift this to somebody. So are people gifting them as gifts then or is it just mainly clients that are past clients looking to, you know, have these little sessions done? It's both. Um, it, yeah, it's definitely a good mixture of both. <laughs> now, are you doing, only doing this like during the Valentine's Day Christmas or are they able to purchase them around that time and then have them later on? Or are you keeping it all those mini sessions within uh, a few days within that time frame? Yep. So they're always within the same day, um, within the same time frames. I usually will set aside one weekend um, and I'll do four to five a day. Um, but again, like I try and make it incentivized, like, Hey, this is Christmas. It's time to treat yourself and offer the white sheet sessions. And then for Valentine's day, of course, everyone wants to gift their significant other something, but we, we us women already know that we do it for ourselves. <laughs> so they'll come in <laughs> and just giving the gift is like the icing on the cake for them to book. Do these, are they the same products, uh, or the digital images that you're doing for these? So they're different products. Um, the top collection is $600 for these mini sessions. Um, and it comes with one 11 by 14 print. And then a, I'm sure you guys have seen the um, accordion mini albums. Mm -hmm. And that's what they get with that top collection. And then they'll get all, usually the top collection has 15 images and they'll get their 15 digital images. Awesome. So it really is like a, a pretty affordable investment for someone. Yes, absolutely. Definitely not at the bottom of the barrel. Um, but for me, it feels beautiful. And I get more clients in the door that way. Because like you said, they get that little taste. Love it. So I wanted to point something that out that I saw on your, on your Facebook uh, that I thought was a pretty clever idea. Um, that you had pointed out that clients... Uh, Boudoir clients are not normally looking to purchase wall art. Yes. <laughs> but that you shoot detail shots during your sessions uh, to potentially sell them metal prints for different rooms throughout their house. Yes. Um, Correct. One, yes. can you speak on that? And 
are there any other types of shots that you're creating during your session to happen to have an opportunity uh, to sell to your client later on? Um, so one of the things that I love to do is when I'm doing my reveal session at the very end, I will put together three images side by side that you wouldn't necessarily think to hang up in your house. However, seeing all three of those images side by side can look absolutely stunning. So if you have, you know, this gorgeous, like my favorite thing to shoot is collarbones and spines. And if you have this gorgeous backlit silhouette, and then you have the light trickling over the spine, and then maybe just the fingers daintily sitting on a shoulder, having those three images side by side are like, whoa, wow, that looks gorgeous. And so in my top collection, I also have that they have the option of purchasing a 16 by 20 metal print, which is what my favorite thing to sell is. <laughs> and what I love about the metal prints is they can hang them in their bathroom because the water's not going to destroy the image. That's a good point. I hadn't even thought about that part of it. <laughs> yeah, it's hmm. awesome. My clients love them. I tried selling printed wall art and nobody was feeling it. Everyone was like, no, Kate, you got to stick with your metal prints. So I was like, okay, heard loud and clear. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's see. By the looks of it, we do have a question. Um, so, Sarah, if you can unmute yourself and go ahead and ask a question. Hi. Thanks so much. This is my first time in Clubhouse and my first time <laughs> stepping forward. And, Kate, I'm so inspired by um, everything that you're talking about. And I was wondering, I have two quick questions. One is for regarding your gift vouchers. You said that you personalize them by putting images of your clients on them. And I was just wondering, where do you, do you make those in Photoshop? Do you print them yourself? Or how do you do that and get that turnaround quick? Yeah, so the gift vouchers that my clients get, I make right in Photoshop. Um, I normally go through and call um, and then pull like one of my favorite images and usually of their face because they want to engage their audience. And I've just noticed that if you can find one where they're really engaged with the camera, it's beautiful. And then it has all of my information all over that gift voucher. So, mm -hmm. you know, Kate Styles Photography is up in the top left-hand corner. It says like lucky girl in the middle or lucky you. And then it has at the bottom where they can book me. And then in the top right, it says $100 off. Any friend of the client's name is a friend of mine. So it's personalized with their name on it. Nice. Thank you. And just really quickly, also, you are talking about the ambassadors. I thought that was genius. Um, and so with your ambassadors, and you said that you offered them, I think, I think you said you offered them like 15 images or around that or something like that. And is that prints and digitals or just digitals or how are you doing that? That is just something I gift to them as a thank you digitally. Um, and mainly because I want them to use it to represent my brand. I want them to use those digitals to go post on their own social medias within my goddess lounge, Facebook group, um, on their, you know, LinkedIn, wherever. So that's kind of my gift to them. Like, Hey, thank you for marketing for me. Here's marketing material. <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect. So, so if they wanted to purchase prints though, has, has anyone ever done that from those little sessions? So the one part about it is when I have the goddesses, they are required to book their own full session. Oh, that's um, right. Okay. And so that's where they go and purchase and they can purchase prints from their mini sessions if they choose. That's totally fine with me. Um, but they are required to book their own full session. That makes perfect sense. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, great questions. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks, Sarah.
Well, we have hit that one hour mark, Kate, and it has been an absolute pleasure having you on with us. A lot of good information with the uh, goddess ambassadors and your Facebook, uh, Facebook group and everything. Uh, thank you very much. Um, but before we let you go, if you can go ahead and please, please, please share your social media with us. Let people know where they can find you. Oh, my gosh. Yes. And thank you so much for having me. This has been such an incredible pleasure. Um, you can find me at Kate Styles Photographer on Instagram um, and then Kate Styles Photography on Facebook or just Kate. Thanks, Kate. Thank you so much. You've been an incredible guest. Oh, thank you. It's been wonderful. Thank you. Everyone, please go follow Kate. And please also make sure to follow the Portrait System on Instagram and on Facebook as well. Uh, be sure to check out the blog posts associated with the Clubhouse interviews at SueBriceEducation.com forward slash blog. If you are a member of Sue Bryce Education and you have any more questions for Kate, Ashley, or myself, please go tag us in a post in the SBE Members Only Facebook group. And if you are not a member of Sue Bryce Education and you are interested in learning more about how it can help your business succeed, please email Ella at support at SueBriceEducation.com. And thank you again for joining us, and we hope you can join us next week. Thanks. See you all next Friday. Awesome. Thanks, Thank Kate. you. <laughs> Thanks again for listening today. And don't forget, you can listen to either me or our special guests every Friday on Clubhouse at 11 a.m. Pacific. Thank you so much for listening to the Portrait System Podcast. Your five-star reviews really help us to continue what we do. So if you like listening, would you mind giving us a review wherever you listen? I also encourage you to head over to SueBriceEducation.com where you can find all of the education you need to be a successful photographer. There are over 1,000 on-demand educational videos on things like posing, lighting, styling, retouching, shooting, marketing, sales, business, and self-value. There's also the 90-Day Startup Challenge plus so many downloads showing hundreds of different poses. We have to-do checklists for your business, lighting PDFs, I mean truly everything to help make you a better photographer and to make you more money. Once again, that's SueBriceEducation.com. It's time for me to tell you about this episode's sponsor, Fujifilm North America. If you haven't experienced portraits and wedding scenes created on the large format GFX system digital camera sensor, you are missing out. Along with up to 102 megapixel resolution, you'll find rich colors and gorgeous in-camera looks. There's also AI-driven subject detection and 8 frames per second bursts inside the compact GFX100 digital camera. Hit the link in this episode's description to view the products. It's time to dream big in your creative process.